We return to the summer as the waves itself return to the shore, our days fleeting and innocent. We sail into the unknown with the wind, our only guide, a horizon that expands imagination and mind, currents and swells only to be humbled by. But below is a danger that keeps a watchful eye. Good evening and welcome to Gore, a horror podcast to keep you up at night. I'm the Wicked Kitten who's getting into mischief and with me as always are my creepy co-hosts, the lovely Travis. Well, hey there. The endearing, the ethereal Fay. Hi, hi. And lastly, the dread you've been feeling since you hit play on this podcast. Dreadly. Hello. Been two weeks. What you doing? What you watching? And how you been? Travis. Been good. I, uh, let's see. I went and saw Mission Impossible. Um, Dead Reckoning Part One. It keeps adding. Like every time I think <laughs> I talk about the movie, there's another subtitle added to it. Um, I went and saw that. That was uh, that's worth seeing on the biggest screen you can see it on. It's just crazy. Um, very very good. Uh, been doing podcasting and and the normal work stuff. I did start playing uh, a new game for me on my streams. Um, I didn't. I never played the first one, but uh, it's. Um, what is it called? The Dark Side Detective, A Fumble in the Dark. Oh, yeah. Being dreadful. Those are great. That. Which They're is awesome. a lot of fun. It, it, it's really fun. It's got a great sense of humor. It's hilariously European. Like, it's very uh, either Irish or, Brit- or or English. I can't tell exactly, but I can, like, just by the phrasing of it all um, and the way they do stuff. But yet it's set in the U.S. Um, but I love the humor in it. Uh, it's a little tiring to do on stream because I end up trying to do voices for everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what we did. And it's, but it, but it's just me. So it's very, they end up kind of all blending into sort of one of two voices by the end of the stream. I was the partner. I always played the partner and he had like a dopey voice. Oh yeah. Definitely. That was what he deserved. (laughs) Well, cause the whole first mission that I did, the whole first case was finding him. He had been trapped on the other side. And so I had to, I had to go after finding him. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, so that'll be, I'll be doing that for a little while, at least until, uh, something like Alan Wake two is, is finally out. Um, but yeah, that's basically been it. Uh, I did finish my 3d print of the table topper, uh, for D and D and we got to use it and it was a lot of fun and it was, it was great to have built in, uh, onto the table. Um, so that was that was cool, and now I'm on to new large 3D printing projects since that one took me like a month. Nice. Faye. How how you how you been and where you where you doing with your life? How's it going? Tiring. It it's it's that lovely time of year with work. Um but otherwise, uh I did watch a couple of movies. Uh I did go out to the theater and watch Barbie. Ooh. I'm excited uh, to see that. It was actually pretty good. A little longer than what I felt it should have been, but it was still pretty good. Um, I also saw, uh, was watching the Insidious movies uh, in Without preparation us. For, for going to go see The Red Door, which I saw oh. 
right after Barbie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, instead of Oppenheimer, I went with Insidious the Red Door. Yeah. No, uh, I think you made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also caught uh, Dead Space movie from 1991. Had nothing to do with the video games. No, it didn't. It had, uh, no. Uh, it, it's it's an alien ripoff movie that stars Mark Singer. So, oh jeez, <laughs> that was kind of fun. I mean, it's not a movie that screams "Go watch it," but it was fun. Uh, definitely '90s sci-fi horror. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Joe Bob. The movies with Joe Bob. Okay, I've forgotten what we watched now. <laughs> uh, by the way, bearing the lead here, Brian Cranston is in Dead Space. Yep. You forgot to mention that part. <laughs> oh, sure, Mark Singer. Stuff. Hey, I knew Mark Singer. Brian Cranston, I don't really know. Yeah. I, I recognize the name, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Dreadly. Who? 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 You you get you get it, you get it, uh-huh. you get it. Uh-huh. Do, do you get it? Uh-huh. I'm an owl. Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, uh, looking up dead space, I need to watch it. <laughs> yes, this is the moment to do that. <laughs> well, I didn't know about it before this moment, so shut up. <laughs> I think I, I think it was on Screenbox. So those that have Screenbox, you can watch it there. Hmm. Huh. Well, I shall uh, investigate after. Ah. Okay, I'll. What do you need? What? <laughs> you didn't ask me the question. You were just supposed to go in and do uh, your thing, and now I have to explain. Yes, yeah. I'm new here. You're not new here. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, gaming-wise, it's very simple. I finished Baldur's Gate. I am now the hero of Baldur's Gate. And I am now deep in Baldur's Gate 2. <laughs> would you say your ball's deep? <laughs> ball, I would ball, never make those Baldur's jokes. Baldur's deep? No? Okay. Fine. I'll go to my corner. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Baldur's Gate 2 is still the great game. It's always been. And I'm trying something that I've never done before, and that is playing a good alignment character party thing. You feeling okay? Ah, uh, not okay? really, not really. Ah, having, uh, having having any withdrawals? <laughs> oh yeah, because it means I can't use my favorite uh, companions because they're all evil, which means I'm going without Edwin, and I love Edwin. Poor Edwin. But yeah, I get to uh, meet a whole lot of new companions that I've never used in my life. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. We get there. And uh, off stream, I've been playing Crisis Core. Because how can I go without Final Fantasy games? Let's be honest. Uh, as for watching things, well, uh, continuing our, our, our binging of True Blood. Where, where we 
still see people do things. Even more so than before. <laughs> There's lots of lots of sex. Uh, this is even more than before. What happens when you watch shows? There's there's sex. You can't help it. Usually they usually these shows go like less sex as they go on. Like Game of Thrones there was a lot of nudity and stuff, and then as seasons went on, it got less. This this seems to be the opposite. It just seems to increase. So I don't know how the the, later, the last season is going to be. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, other than that, I uh, watched, uh, rewatched The Descent, which is still a good movie. Great movie. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, even. Oh, that's right. You watched it with Claire. Hi, Claire. It's a great movie, Claire. <laughs> Sorry you didn't like it. It would have been nice for me to watch it with you, though. Man, I miss you. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, descending into tiny spaces, uh, we also watched a movie called Crawl. Ooh. Which, yeah. uh, which was something. Before. No, I had not. Yeah, I watched I watched Crawl. It's a it's a monster movie and after watching Alligator however many weeks ago, it reminded me I had seen Crawl. You know, it came out in 2019. I I don't remember when the hell I saw it, but um just another alligator movie. <laughs> but it's it's very very tension inducing cuz they're like trapped in the crawl space basement in Florida while a hurricane's coming and there are alligators blocking the way. And it's just, you would never want to be in that situation ever. Um, And I would like to add as a European that I would never want to be in a situation where a house has a crawl space with (laughs) or without hurricane with or without alligator. Just no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't really explain it to him because I'd never lived anywhere that had a, a crawl space like that before. So it's I know it's because there's storms and it protects, I guess, the house. But yes, there was like a whole drainage thing that goes into their basement. And that's how the alligators got in. And I'm like, I'm not making a drainage big enough for that shit. Maybe, yeah, maybe. but like even if you have this crawl space, you should never go there. This should not be a person <laughs> zone. Well, he was fixing so, something. He had no. With him. Don't have anything there that needs fixing. Oh, no. Yeah. But it was a. It's very like you sit there and you're just like you know waiting and there's lots of jump scares. Like it's that kind of uh, scary movie. But I think it's good. It's like you know, no, a lot of good. people wouldn't even consider it horror because it's it's you know. There's like action, and the only thing is, is when they eat people. Nom nom noms. Mm-hmm. And it had a small, small role of the the, the chick that played uh, Saint Maud. 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 Yeah, the Saint Maud played the sister who was basically on the phone in like two scenes. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's a very small role. Yes. But I had Barry Pepper as the dad, which was very nice. I hadn't seen him in a while. So yeah, I also watched. Um, I also watched Crawl, but um, I watched. Uh, I rewatched Deep Blue Sea. Um, 
because it's, uh, well, technically today, as we're recording this, uh, it starts actual Shark Week on the Discovery Channel, but um, also this episode starts our Shark Month. Woo! Woo! Yay! Yes. And Deep Blue Sea, which I have seen a bunch of times, is... It's still a really good shark movie. Like it's probably one of the better of the shark movies that aren't, you know, Jaws. Obviously, it's the CGI is or, rough. Or Sky Shark. I'm gonna say that it's 1999. It's not terrible, but it is rough in some certain places. But it is, and 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 I will say that it has one of the best scenes in all of shark movie history. Well, one of the, not the, but like, you know, one of those great, oh, great scenes. And it involves uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Is it Skarsgård or is it the other one? No, that's Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Okay. Yeah. I like Deep Blue Sea. I remember seeing that in theaters. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, you know, but I just love, I don't know. Just, I love shark time. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of sharks. I'm not saying I want to be friends with one of them or like jump in the ocean or nothing, but you know, Hey, uh-huh. sure, sure, sure. They're, they're beautiful creatures. Ah, and just a small hint, uh, deep blue sea will not be our next movie. <laughs> hint too easy. If it were. <clears throat> so we also, we watched, uh, Joe Bob, um, the, season finale we just watched and the first movie uh that we watched together which was the the living dead at manchester morgue which <laughs> was a surprise because it played on the shutter stream like if you have a uh, shutter uh mm-hmm. there's a live stream service thingy and you just leave it on and it's kind of like tv used to be you know you can't change the channel or anything or fast forward and uh, and it would come on sometimes, and I'd sit there and I'd watch a couple minutes, and I'd be like, "Oh, this seems interesting. I should sit down and actually watch the whole thing one day." But I never did until Joe Bob, and it was actually really enjoyable. <laughs> it was a really enjoyable movie. I liked it for you. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? It's nineteen seventy three or four. Oh, it's it's no, drier, I, it's slower paced, and so it's definitely that, not going to be for everyone. But it has that wasn't the problem. It's very high pitch sounds. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, like this sound? <laughs> no, I, I, I did not have that ready. By the way, you I can will. hear the sound. That means you're under thirty years of age. Oh. <laughs> and now she doesn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that that was actually pretty good, you know, kind of cheese ball a uh, little bit. But the 70s zombies, you know, there weren't many zombie films up to that point. So they can just kind of play fast and loose with the rules of how zombies work and what they do mm-hmm. and how to make new zombies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just boop their, their eyelids. Yeah, boop their boop eyelids boop. while they sleep. And dot it's a little a, blood. It's a blood transfusion, you know, no different than bites. I mean, and as you all know, the eyelids are like perfect for absorbing blood quickly. Just yep, try absolutely. that at home. Yeah. And that's Always. why your eyes turn red like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. 
Not at all. There's, uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of cheese ball movies, uh, yesterday we, we watched something. We watched oh, something. I oh, yeah, yeah. We watched right. a movie called Death Spa. Holy <laughs> bananas. <laughs> this movie has been on Shudder for a while. Um, I know some people who, who had watched it and uh, I just never had. So we ended up watching it and... I have never laughed so hard in my life watching that movie. Um, it is so bad. It It's one of those so bad it's good. Uh, watch with your friends kind of thing. Oh my God. It is so cheesy. And the special effects are just bananas. It's bananas. They were great. I mean. They looked great. way better than I expected. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Hmm. It, I can't explain this movie. It was we all no one can. What the hell was going on? <laughs> it like and it takes place in in the eighties at a um, well like like a work a health club health spa. So like a you know people are working out. There's like total scenes of like obviously professional dancers doing aerobics, and I'm just like sure. I love it. There's the 80s workout outfits, which are like my favorite, you know, like the spandex tights with the thong body suits. I'm just like, we were doing some shit in the 80s and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's called cocaine. We were doing cocaine <laughs> in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But those glowing. Can we bring great. it back? Just <laughs> copious amounts of blow. I mean, come oh. on, we all want to do the jazzercise again. So, you, yeah. got the, you got the tights with the leg warmers over them. It's my oh, style. Yeah. Can't you tell? Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's on Shudder. So go go watch it if you have Shudder. Like, it's just, you know, it's there. Uh, bring a friend if need be. Yeah, I forgot to mention that we, uh, we, we watched Alligator for the Joe Bob before that, uh, the week before. Um, which I had talked about watching Alligator a couple of weeks ago on the show as well. Or a couple episodes ago. So, yeah, rewatched it with Joe Bob, and that was just awesome. I got to share the beautiful alligator experience. I, I've decided. Alligator 2. Huh? <laughs> oh my God, Alligator 2 is such crap compared to Alligator 1. That's all I'm going to say. Like, really bad. Like, instead of Robert Forrester, you get uh, Joseph Bologna, which is just. That's a great work name. For me. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit of a step down. I and I'm not saying I don't like him. We like him. He's great. Just like in exchange that's that doesn't you know, no, I need my change back. an exchange with Robert yeah. Forrester. I'm sorry. I deserve some some change back from that exchange if you know what I'm saying. Some change get it cuz you change yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Alligators are cool, but I think it's about that time to peek around that corner and give you some of the highlights of horror news. So not a lot of news this this week um, that I found that was worthy. Uh, the only thing uh, is a trailer for a new IFC film uh, called Birth Rebirth. Uh, trailer looks amazing. Uh, basically about a, a nurse who's doing secret work to try to bring back the dead, to bring them back to life. So, you know, it, it's another reanimator type story. Uh, that 
uses children. So reanimator, pet cemetery, put them together. And it's pretty much birth, rebirth. Birth, rebirth. Hmm. Okay. Oh, well, speaking Creepy of pet cemetery, there's a sequel of that coming somehow. Or not a sequel, I guess. I thought it Just was another TV adaptation. <laughs> another adaptation. Another adaptation? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, and considering I heard nothing about that until this weekish, and it's coming out very soon, I'm not going to hold my breath for that. That's no, really what, fast to why? remake it. I yeah. thought it was going to be a TV series. Oh, is it TV? It's on uh, was Paramount or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Paramount. Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. He has other <sighs> stories. <laughs> Stephen King wrote other books. Uh, just one or two. Just a, I mean, let, let's do another remake of Salem's Lot. Right. <laughs> At least that has decades in between the last movies. <laughs> you know, like this is def like they just did it. Like, well, I mean, Bloodlines. I don't know. Now, Bloodlines. Only, only it's been less than five years. We don't need another Pet Cemetery. It would be like remaking it right now. Look, but that's <laughs> It's called Bloodlines, so they're going to start off in space. The cemetery <laughs> will be in space. Then they'll okay. jump back to the present and the past, and we'll, 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 they'll tell us the, the uh, origin of the cemetery, how, how it first got there. All right, never yeah. mind. I retract my previous statement. I'm all in. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. give, it the, give it the Hellraiser treatment, huh? Just put it right in my veins. Let's go. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident that my idea is better than whatever they're going to give me. <laughs> because no, like, it's did. one thing. It's one thing with the, what is it? The dairy main thing that they're doing where they're kind of, it's, they're, like a show, it's, right? it's a show. It's not retelling. It's not remaking that story. They're, they're expanding on and, and talking about more to do around the story of it. But if this is just we're gonna retell Pet Cemetery, I don't I don't care about that at all. If they're trying to expand on it, <sighs> I mean, there's better stories to expand on than Pet there Cemetery. There are. I mean, there are a lot. Like Pet Cemetery is pretty pretty straightforward. It's like there's this patch of ground, and if you put something in there that's dead, it comes back to life. Okay, cool. Can we can we talk about some like give me a remake of the Tommy Knockers? Oh, Ooh, give, give me a first version of the Tommy Knockers. What? Oh, honestly, Tommy Knockers is probably the one Stephen King book that I've never, ever managed to finish. That was so, insomnia for me. I just want to point out that <laughs> the Pet Cemetery is a prequel. It's the new movie. Well, there you go. Uh, and it's got... Uh, Got Pam Greer in it. Ooh. Pam Greer. Yeah. Oh no! Pam I mean, Greer, again. David Duchovny, Henry Thomas, Samantha Mathis. Holy shit! I haven't seen her in decades. Just say these. Maybe they put them into Pet Cemetery to bring them back. You <laughs> 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 bring the real life documentary. <laughs> We're mean. Sorry. Uh, okay. Now that I know that it's a prequel. I may be okay with this because it looks like it's set in 1969. But it's still about a pet cemetery. I mean, well, yeah, you know, it, it, it has to do it's still with about Joe. dairy. It's still, it's just going to be a little emptier, less 
that's buried yet. And, and you know, <laughs> eh, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch it anyway. Let's be honest. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least they're doing something slight, slightly different. Just as long as it's not a little kid that gets hit by a freaking semi and then put in there to bring back. No, it's in the past, so it's, it's going to be a little kid hit by a horse and carriage. Look, that is the first <laughs> instance of me like realizing that I don't like little things coming after me. <laughs> that, That's the first time I really don't like little kids. Yeah, exactly. No, but like Chucky the cutting of the Achilles and, and whatever. And, and, oh, oh yeah. uh, that every any movie that does that, you got me like closing my eyes, cringing. I cannot deal with that. Also, the whole storyline with the sister. That oh, was yeah. some of the nightmares all I, had, I had as a kid. Because I remember that. Like, but in weird like it would come back into my dreams in some weird freaking ways. And it was so it was just that was nightmare inducing. Oh, yeah. Gross. No. I'm talking about the original. I'm sorry. I forgot to say that. But you knew what I was talking there's about. There's no other one. Excuse me. There's a Pet Cemetery too. That one had Edward Furlong. Yep. Now, one of the best kills I've seen. Also proving that he can't just save the second part of any movie. <laughs> I guess it wasn't him. What? Terminator. He yes. was great. Terminator. And now for tonight's feature presentation. So, what do you think? Ooh, it's so long. And shiny. Yep, it's a big boat, all right. Did it have to be so big, though? Well, after what happened last year, I figured we'd better be prepared this time. I still can't believe we got attacked by those sea sky sharks. They're, they're just called sharks. Meanwhile, at shark headquarters. Hmm, see, the humans have prepared for us this time. Hmm. Indeed. They seem to be more intelligent than we first anticipated. Ah, you're going to need a bigger shark. Jaws 2 is a 1978 horror film directed by Jeannot Swa, and co-written by Carl Gottlieb. It is the sequel to Steven Spielberg's Jaws. The film once again stars Roy Scheider as police chief Martin Brody, uh, with Lorraine Gray and Marie Hamilton reprising their respective roles as Martin's wife, Ellen Brody, and Mayor Larry Vaughn. It also stars Joseph Mascalo, Jerry Jeffrey Kramer, Colin Wilcox, Anne Dusenberry, Mark Grunner, Susan French, Barry Coe, Donna Wilkes, Gary Springer... <laughs> and Keith Gordon in his first feature film role. This is a movie about a shark. It is a sequel about a shark. But how do you feel about this movie, Travis? I can sum up my feelings about this movie by simply telling you that I tried twice to sit down and watch in preparation for the show, and neither time did I make it through without falling asleep. Um, I, I eventually finished the movie, but uh, I could not for the life of me, stay awake for most of it. Can I, can I ask you where this, where this lies in your, like, if you were to rank the, the four, like, is this second or would it be fourth? Like, do you like dislike it that much or. 
it's hard for me to say because I kind of view it as like there's Jaws and then there's a bunch of movies that have Jaws in the title <laughs> that really just I don't think about. Um, it's just like, why? 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 I, I get why. From a financial no, standpoint, I understand why. It made a, Jaws made a shitload of money. So let's try to recapture that three years later by not getting Steven Spielberg to direct it again, by not having as good of an effect uh, crew to work, to work on it, by not writing as good of a script and, uh, and bringing back John Williams. So to not do the same music, it just, it, it, it wanted to be something and it couldn't ever be that. Uh, at least the, the future Jaws movies went like batshit. Like you know what we're gonna be in the we're gonna be in the Caribbean and the shark will follow them down there somehow, yep. or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I that you know don't. honestly in that way that fourth one is more of a horror movie because that shark is really out for that revenge. Exactly. Like this, just I don't know. It, it like I say, I could not stay awake for it, and I tried really hard. And I love Roy Scheider, but and he clearly didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he had to basically be forced into being in the movie, uh, per contract. Yep. So he didn't get along with the director and it just, it tried so hard to do things that the first movie did and it failed at all of them. And I think that's the worst part about it is it's not, it's not that it's a poorly made film because like the, the cinematography of it's fine. It looks fine. It sounds very similar to Jaws it's got that same 70s feel um, that Jaws had. So from a technical aspect, it's competent, but it kept trying to do things that the first movie did, and you can't recapture that. Like What they got in that first Jaws was lightning in a bottle. You're not going to do that a second time. You can't recreate that, and this really showed it because they were trying to, and just none of it ever worked. And not having... There, there was no moment in it that felt like uh, the three guys on the Orca, you know, yeah. there was no, there was no, uh, like drunken moment where they're telling stories. There was no, the tension was weak and the shark looked awful. So <laughs> I didn't oh. like it. Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, Jaws is one of those incredibly rare, you know, in my opinion, perfect movies. Right. And so it would be hard to come anywhere near it. Well, you can you can make a sequel to a well received movie. Um, this isn't a direct one to one comparison, but like The Terminator is a very good horror themed kind of pursuit movie, right? It's basically a monster movie. The Terminator is uh, the unkillable monster, and it's chasing Sarah Connor. And they didn't try to recreate that when they did a sequel to it. The same thing with Alien and Aliens. They didn't try to recreate Alien in the second movie. They went in a different direction. And they did something just, they, they, they took directors had a good idea, huh? Yeah. It's, it's weird. That guy seemed to know what he was doing. Um, but <laughs> like, it's the idea of taking and going in a different direction with the same storyline as opposed to, Hmm. Well, this movie was very popular and made a bunch of money. We should basically remake that and try to do that again. And that doesn't work. You can't, you just can't do that. Yeah. This is certainly the, not three years later. And it's definitely, it's a different time. And I feel, uh, sequels were, well, 
they had to learn basically from this is, is what I think. And I think the, the, uh, you know, James Cameron and all the directors later on, they all learned from this, like what not to do, let's say, but well, let yeah, me switch but, I mean, gears. <laughs> well, I just, just one last, like people will complain that say star Wars, the force awakens was a, basically a remake of a new hope, right? They did all the same kinds of story beats, but there was 30 something years between those movies. And it was kind of a way to revitalize a franchise as opposed to if you had done that with empire strikes back, if empire strikes back had been the same story beats and the same type of story that star Wars was, it flops hardcore. It doesn't do as well because you just, people are going to be like, well, okay, this is a lesser version of what I've already seen but they knew well enough to tell a different type of story. Sequels that do that work. Sequels that try to just recapture the same thing that the first movie did don't always work. That's why Scream as a franchise worked well because the sequel didn't try to just remake the meta horror of the first movie. They tried to expand on that in a different way. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'm getting down off my soapbox now. Faye, how do you feel about this movie? Uh, yeah, it, it's a movie. Um, oh, God. <laughs> How many times did you fall asleep while trying to watch this? Oh, none. I, I was able to stay awake, but that's just because of all the caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried that. That still didn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it, it was a sequel. I mean, I could see it being back to back. And unfortunately, it fell into the same thing that the original did. It's it's people not listening to the sheriff. If they had listened to the freaking sheriff the first time. One of those big ass tropes. And you would think after the first movie that the mayor <laughs> yeah. would be like, no, you know what, Brody? I didn't listen to you last time. Maybe I should listen. No, the mayor's just like, screw it. I'm just going to I am going to do the same shit that I did however many years before. Especially because well, it's earlier. the same mayor. Like, if they had changed, you could say, okay, it's a new guy. Uh, you know, he, he did have a little bit of character growth. He was the only one who didn't vote for Martin to be fired. So that I give him one <laughs> one little point for that. He gets uh-huh. one point. He didn't fight for it or anything, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? Nobody wants to believe anything and people are greedy bastards. You know what? I honestly fucking believe that. I believe that people would would put people in danger just to make money. Because that's no. actually what happened. No. That's the, the saddest fucking part. It's capitalism. Hi. <laughs> Off my soap, soapbox now. <laughs> How many soapboxes did you all bring? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even have any soapboxes without capitalism. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of soapboxes, Dreadly, how do you feel about this movie? I can't talk. I am a soapbox. <laughs> Sorry for standing uh, on you. <laughs> oh, no. I uh, you know. I'm here to support you all. Ouch. Uh, well, I'm just going to say that uh, last episode, I said something about Evil Dead uh, having the problem that Evil Dead 2 existed. And this movie has the problem that Charles exists. Uh, if yeah. Charles hadn't existed, then this movie would have been good enough. I feel I I liked the like this the whole start. I liked the whole uh, the the young people gave me a very Friday the Thirteenth kind of vibe. 
yeah. and I was just waiting for Jason to come <laughs> instead of a shark. But you know, <laughs> a shark should wore a hockey mask. There you go. I know. <laughs> well, it would have covered up his burn scars at least. Exactly. They they were right there. Aww. I will say you're not, you're not wrong there in that like. I completely agree that if Jaws doesn't exist, this is a competent movie. But <laughs> Jaws does exist, and so this is terrible. Because yep. this is on the level of like, a, you know, say we talked about Alligator. Like this is on the level of Alligator in terms of like creature features. It's no worse than that. It's just that it will never be. It's Jaws 2. And Jaws mm-hmm. is, as you put it, such a perfect movie that it can never it just by being associated with it, it's inferior in so many different ways. And so it just bores the shit out of me. Cause I'm like, no, I know, I know that Sheriff Brody is better than this. I know that he can be more compelling when, when Roy Scheider actually wants to be in the movie <laughs> as opposed to being there at threat of lawsuit. Yeah. But I will, I will say that like when a movie is perfect, it does mean that most of the time, all the sequels are going to be lesser. I get that this is <laughs> this is a specific degree, yeah. but that's but, what uh, when you yeah. that's why you do a different movie, like yeah. Travis says, you go in different direction. And even yeah. then, if it's so, like, a worse movie, you did something new at least. Yeah, like okay, here's here's another uh, another very good example of a franchise doing that, and and I think doing it actually pretty well is Pitch Black. Pitch Black is a great oh, yeah. sort of oh. alien aliens type movie. Uh, it's this really cool little horror film with a small cast and all that. And then they do a sequel to it. And what did they do? They, they didn't try to recreate Pitch Black or even have the same monster creatures in it or anything. They took yeah. one character out of that, plucked him into a different type of story and expanded on it and made it almost like a it's it's much more akin to something like a sci-fi epic like Dune. Not to that mm-hmm. scale, but that's what they were going for with it yeah. in in some ways. And then they come back to the character again later for another Riddick movie, and they go in a different direction, and they have it be oh, yeah. a different type of movie. That that Can I just real quick say, like, that example right there, that is probably one of the only things of movies that I would say get better as they go on. Like, uh, excuse me, Sharknado. Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado. Oh, Jesus Christ, shut up. I just like, I liked Pitch Black and then I liked, was it Chronicles of Riddick came first and then the Riddick yes. movie? Like, I thought that, like, it, they just kept getting better. And I, I, I feel like that doesn't happen often, but. It doesn't happen often enough because we don't see enough time. Like, the, that's a case where the filmmaker and the writer and the creator of the thing got, a, felt like he had a lot more control. And so he was able to sort of write the stories that he wanted to in terms of this was very like this movie Jaws 2 is very much a universal pictures was like, look, we made a shitload of money with Jaws. We need to do that again because that was awesome. And that's money make, you know, that's the money people uh, stepping into it. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible is, is a, uh, I think, a case of a franchise that actually has gotten better as it's gone on because they have gone from sort of a self-contained spy story into they've uh, they've interwoven some some story threads throughout the last few movies um, and expanded on things but they they had a little stumble in there a lot of franchises do that's fine um, but they like that's an example of a franchise that I think did get better as it went along because it kind of figured out what it wanted to be but they were allowed to do that also fast and the furious. Apparently, a lot of franchises get better as they go on. 
it, it and and uh, what you're like you got to remember when we're talking about this like most of the time the movies that we're we're saying get better at time it's later on you know we're still like this movie is stuck being in the in the 70s when like Travis said you know control creative control wasn't as much you know blah 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 universal so I think that that since it suffers from that, I think we should give it a little bit of extra love just because so, like. So what now, you're saying is they should really, really make another shark a Jaws sequel as, now. As time goes on, we become smarter and we learn how to make better movies. I don't mean us. I mean, in general, like as movie making people. And so we're just learning what works and what doesn't. And it doesn't mean, you know, like every sequel is going to be great, but they definitely know how to do what they didn't know when this movie came out, obviously. And also sometimes movies just don't need stories. Do not need to continue. (laughs) Jaws Jaws ended with the shark getting blown up and that's it. You don't need to continue on with that. If you want to tell more stories of like the sheriff or his kids grow up and move away somewhere, it's fine. Don't have a shark involved. You don't need like, the the point of that first movie wasn't that it was a like yes it was a shark and a shark attack, but it's a story about the people in that island and the the shit that happened. It just happened to be a shark that was the main antagonist there. So go in a different direction as opposed to trying to retread the shark thing, because eventually at some point you're just like why do all like are all sharks just bred now in in the wild to hate Sheriff Brody and his family? Yes, yeah, they are. Yes. Look, I like I like the Jaws movies. I love Jaws un un unrestrictedly. I don't know a word. Um, but I do I do kind of like this movie, and it's mostly for nostalgia reasons, and also the the fact that since you know Roy Scheider didn't really want to be in the movie, uh, a lot of it is split between him and the kids. And I love the kids' storyline. Because when I was a kid watching this movie, I started, you know, I would relate to that a lot more, which is why I probably, well, I guess I watched both of them. Like, they would play the movies in a row a lot when I when we were kids. You remember that? Like on TV, mm-hmm. they would just have like a whole day of Jaws. So I'd watch all the movies, but I probably related to the second one more because of the kids and later on fell in love with the original for you know obvious reasons there's there's a lot of it that's just fun and it's 70s it's right there on that cusp of the time that that i just i love i would never say this comes anywhere near the first one other than you know the you know timeline it's not it's just it is definitely better than the fourth one and I have a weird love for the third one. And we all know that's bad too, but like, there's just something about underwater uh, thingies that I, I fucking love any movie that has like an underwater sea lab with like glass and stuff, you know, like deep blue sea and uh, the Meg and all that kind of stuff. Like, I love that shit. Like just thinking about being able to build uh, stuff underwater and, you know, see the fishies and all that kind of stuff. Like I love, I love the way that looks. I know I'm talking about another movie now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that says enough yeah. about this movie <laughs> yeah well yeah it is like once again it, it's just too close to the first one and so maybe I would put it third 
sorry, fourth movie. You're just, you drive me nuts. <laughs> uh, you just, you fucking like, just drive me goddamn nuts. That movie is so weird. Also, uh, these Jaws movies have the, uh, the National Lampoon vacation effect in that the kids are never played by the same people ever <laughs> in four movies. All, both kids are in, uh, uh, all four movies played by completely different actors. So there you go. And I mean, the kids aspect of things was at least you different, but yeah. I think the biggest failing of this movie for me outside of it, trying to be the first movie again was a lack of tension. I never felt worried for any character, even though you know, there's characters that are going to get eaten by sharks and it's like, Oh, they fell in the water. All right. How long is it before the shark gets that one? Are they going to get out of the water? Like I never was worried that somebody might not make it out of the water or whatever, but like the first movie did such a good job building the tension. I think in part because we talked about before all the problems they had with Bruce, the shark and having to not be able to show it, but the music was better. I think because what did I read? John Williams had to start writing music for this before the movie was done. And or like right as it was being finished or something. Yeah. And he didn't have a lot of, you know, you can be John Williams and be one of the greatest composers ever and still have a dud. And the music in this isn't great. Again, part of that is comparison's sake. I think the music's okay in a vacuum, but it's not the same. And it didn't have that same tension build. And even the way they shot things in the water didn't, didn't give me this sense of like fear and dread that we had in the open Hello. water that we had in that first movie. So, However, there's one thing I noticed, and this might all blow your mind and make you love this movie more. Okay. Go ahead. So what if the shark was actually the good guy in this movie? <gasps> the, because... The Karate Kid reversal. Go ahead. Because at one point, there's this guy and a girl in the, the boat, and the guy falls in, in the water. And then a shark shows up and they panic because there's a shark. However, what does the shark do? He picks up the guy and drags him through the water towards the boat to help him get back in the boat. Okay, he slips a little bit and his teeth are a bit sharp and guy gets eaten. But it's the intention counts. Yeah. (laughs) And then later... We have a whole lot of teens stranded, nowhere to go. There's a dude in a chopper that comes along and is like, hey, I'm going to drag you guys uh, somehow. And then you obviously notice that he has issues dragging them along. So what does the shark do? Shark to the rescue. He chops the chopper. <laughs> and he drags the chopper and then the, then the kids move. Okay. He bites a little too much and the chopper, you know. You know, intention. So to me, I think the shark is very misunderstood here. And he's actually the good guy. (laughs) Done. You know, uh, I could see uh, a case for that uh, making the movie more interesting. Mm -hmm. We should have had like a little narrator that has the shark's uh, thoughts. Like, oh, let me help you. Hey. Yeah. Mm. Um, um. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 nom. I'm here to help. I don't have any arms, so I'll use my my jaw. Oops, sorry. <laughs> and then he goes, mm, yummy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yummy. <laughs> I love it.
that one. Uh, yeah, no, that you know what? Yeah, give me some narration on the shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the It'd water make it more skier, enjoyable, right? He was just helping the water skier, right? And then True. he was yeah. trying to yeah. help, help the mom because apparently she wanted to commit suicide by splashing gasoline all over herself. Yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm sorry, but because I fell asleep, I started the movie over. So I've I've seen that scene recently, like four times now, because I backed it up a couple of times too. Because I'm like, oh, what? I fell asleep again. I'm I'm sure I dreamed that. No, I back it. No, no sure enough, she grabs the can of gas to like hit the shark with it. I guess, I guess. but instead just sort of upturns it and pours it all over herself in the boat deck. All right. All right, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the flare gun and I'm just going to shoot it right into the deck of the boat. I'm not even going to try and hit the shark. Just just shoot it right at my feet and mm-hmm. set Look, the whole boat on fire. Because why? It is yep. common knowledge that sharks do not like barbecue. So she was like, you're not going to eat me. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah, sharks are more of sushi people. Yeah. That was, that was so bizarre. I'm like, why is she picking? Why is she pouring the gas on herself? That seems like a poor, poor choice, right there. The the helicopter one too was great. <laughs> that guy was the worst helicopter pilot ever, but it had a great beard. He had a great like Lincoln style beard. Oh, that poor man. But you know what it's time for? The thirteen. The 13 is a specially cultivated list of tropes or favorite things from horror movies. This this may change or be adjusted as time goes on and in real time because it's... <laughs> Number one. Kitty cat. No. But cute no, shark. No Sharky. No, I wouldn't call it cute. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a shark. By the way, how did this movie have three times the budget of the first film? <laughs> because the first film exists. Oh, you mean you don't see it in the movie? No, sorry. No. <laughs> I like, take I that get, question the other way. <laughs> I get that Bruce had problems, and so it was a less is more thing. But like the little bit of time that we saw Bruce on screen in Jaws looks infinitely better than any moment where the shark. I never at any point believed that was a real shark. It looked, like, uh, it looked like a small sedan with like just shark bits taped to it. The cast was bigger. I will say that. So maybe part of it went to pay bigger cast. They had to pay What's-His-Beak like four times as much as he made in the first movie. Which, uh, Roy Scheider, because he didn't want to be in it. Four times as much. I think they said four times, something like that. Like $600,000 or $800,000. Is, yes, but we're yeah. talking about a movie that had a $30 million budget. Oh, And Roy Scheider is your highest paid actor at less than just over half a million. Mm-hmm. The, the, that budget did not go to acting. <laughs> they, were pay, they, were, they were getting kids. They had like actors that was their first or second movie, most of them. Yeah, maybe all the boats costed a lot of money. Oh, you know, those kids had to go to boat training also, so they mm. had to pay for that. So much, much for a bigger boat. <laughs> number two Volkswagen I, yep. I didn't see any uh, makes in, in the boats oh you saw oh yeah there was a Volkswagen car 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. But the, the first thing we actually talk about when Volkswagen. Yes. Volkswagen. There yes, are some uh, Volkswagens in town. Yes. But I will say, and I think I said this when we did Jaws, the original is the the Chevy uh, suburban thing that uh, Chief Brody drives. I want one. Those things are mm-hmm. awesome. the Blazer. Mm-hmm. Just big Wait, old... you know what? I never noticed. Is it still the convertible one that he was driving in the first one, or is it different? I think it's still the same one. He just had the hard top on it the whole time. It looks very similar, but either way, that thing's just—it's just, it's just a nice, big, mean-looking vehicle. Yeah, came with extra beer cans. This one. Did <laughs> Did you all notice that the that the ferry that he was on that was late? It was like it was called the on time or something like that. And I was yeah, just like, I saw that. I okay. got a kick out of that. <laughs> uh, well, the ferry was on time. Just doesn't mean he was. It's <laughs> true. Or didn't he? What, what did he say was making him late? Because he gave an he, excuse to his wife when he got Somebody there. lost the keys and he couldn't find them. Uh, yeah. Number three. Scary location, time of the year. Beach. Open water. <laughs> Summer. I love beach horror. Um, I don't think there's enough of it, honestly, even though there are a ton of shark movies, but I'm not counting all of them as enjoyable. Shut up. Um, but I, I just, I love horror movies set in the beach. Hell, I love movies just set in the beach or on the water. It's just, beach is so beautiful and relaxing. I don't know, it's one of my favorite things. Number four, meta horror, fourth wall breaks, mentioning the title. No. The uh, <laughs> the killer whale that got eaten by the shark. Excuse is... me, the killer whale. Yes. <laughs> the killer whale uh, on the beach is kind of an F you to the movie from, I think, the previous year or so. Orca, a killer whale, that horror movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forget about well, those. I've never Plus, seen the boat's, it. The boat's original name was Orca. From the original yeah. movie, mm-hmm. which they also showed at the beginning. <laughs> That's a good. Well, one. yeah, because that was the boat. Uh, I like. Yeah. I did like that going after the guys diving down, looking at uh, the wreckage of the orca. Mm-hmm. And the shark was circling around there because they're like, "Hmm, I think my baby got killed here, or whatever." I don't know what the hell she was thinking, but um, <laughs> yeah, we really have to watch that orca movie. I have never seen that, so maybe. I don't know. Maybe next summer we'll get to that. Uh... Wasn't it called Free Willy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Free Willy, one, two, three, or four. <laughs> How many times can you free him? Jesus Christ. I don't know. I've only seen that first movie, and uh, I don't know why I watched that movie a lot as a kid. You couldn't get me to watch that now. It was popular. Number five, archetype characters, Crazy Ralph from Friday the 13th, Randy from Scream, Creepy Kids, Creepy Clowns, Sisper and Shirley's. All the same ones from the first one. Basically. (laughs) Stupid mayor, police chief, sheriff guy that nobody listens to, dumb kids, boaters. Dr. Elkins is the smart person now, is basically the Matt Hooper-ish, even though she's just there for like whale studies. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 
But what a scene. She made an impact on me. And of course, the silly deputy. Like, can I just point out that one scene when he's putting the liquid, whatever the fuck, in his bullets, right? And his deputy comes in, that that silly dude. And he's staring at him. And Brody, like, wraps it up in a towel. And then he stands up and he's talking to him. And he just keeps looking back at the towel. Hmm. And, and like Brody, they're having a conversation this whole time. You're just seeing him keep looking at it every once in a while. And then they finish the conversation. Brody picks up the towel, walks out, leaves, gives him, you know, a message. And after he leaves, the silly deputy is just like alone standing there in the doorway. And he just looks back at the desk where the towel was. And it's just this very, <laughs> like, three second shot. You're just sitting there, but it feels like forever. And he's just staring at where the towel was. I just, I don't know. I love it. That deputy is weird. Well, it was to set up that he's gone over the edge. He's gone crazy for what he's doing and planning. That that's the, it was the whole setup for that. Eh. I just think the deputy thought he was watching porn, and he was like, oh. watching porn. It was 1978. What was he watching it on? Well, there was reading no porn, watching watching a magazine. I don't know how you like, like. Yeah, you need a towel to clean up. What? Oh, that's true. Yes. Okay. I'm just saying the fact that he looked at it afterwards was weird. Like just looking at those things, you know. But yeah, that's the thing. Like the same thing in the in the in the first movie. There was a lot of those moments that were just kind of like extra where. I feel like nowadays we trim movies to be like less slow and like to keep pace. And so they don't do scenes like that. I feel, I don't know. The attention span has the, gone down. The, <laughs> that's not actually true, but uh-huh. the, it's like the edges of the pie. You know, when you make a pie and you like pinch it and you like cut the sides off, like it's like that. Like now we just make our pies. Never mind. You know what? This is getting dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number six, pointless boobies, weird wangs, moonies, fanny. No. Nope. No. Lots of bathing suits. That was nice. You know, beach. Nice. Uh, I will say one of the great lines of all time in this movie is she has tits like a sparrow. It is a horrible line, but it is also it caught me off guard. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't see that one coming. Pretty clean movie though, you know? So like yeah, anyone could watch it. Although I guess Jaws as well. Even half the kills in it are just like, you see the shark from behind and you just figure like there was a person and then the shark and then no person. And then a pool of blood. Yeah. <laughs> The the shark wasn't great, but I also feel like even though they they did show it more than Jaws, but I don't feel like they, I don't think they overly used it. No, but it just didn't look good. Yeah, yeah. But if they showed it more, it would have been worse. That's what I, you know, I kind of, and the, you know, like they only showed it on, what was it? If they showed Bruce more, it would have been worse. Well, yeah, because well, Bruce was worse. It's just that they couldn't show him. Uh, you know what? Let's not split hairs. It was bad. Let's move on. Number seven, 
<laughs> telling, retelling the legend and or establishing the movie's rules. Breaking Randy's rules. Don't have sex. Don't do drugs. Don't break your uh, curfew or whatever. Not curfew. What do you call it when your parents tell you not to do something and you leave anyway? Don't run away from home. I don't know. What is that called? Breaking uh, the rules? Being a kid. Not listening to your parents. <laughs> something like that. Like that's a rule, so it's it's technically like a like a naughty thing. Let's say you shouldn't I mean, you shouldn't go against your parents' wishes because then you get what you deserve. You get eaten by a shark or whatever, or almost eaten. Yeah. Yes. Because they survived. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, they were drinking too, and they were underage. I think they were doing drugs because it's seventy. So we just assume they were doing drugs if, if they didn't already say it. Yeah. So they got what they deserved, honestly, right? Sure. No, no then they would have been eaten. That's true. The one chick, uh, the one chick who was like pressuring the other dude to go. Uh, I can't remember if it was Tina or not Tina. Uh, so do you always listen to your parents? Me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just like, look, you just caused everyone to die. Um, I hated that. Like, just shut up. Peer oh, was, she was the same one that uh, just spent the last 20 minutes of the movie screaming hysterically, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. There's her friggin' archetype uh, trope thing. There's, there's a trope right there. She was the friggin' hysterical woman, which I hate. Um... But she was the one that was all, you know, confident to go. Well, I I don't think she was expecting a shark. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's the ocean. There's sharks in the ocean. It's kind of like sex. Don't have sex if you're not expecting to get pregnant. Because it's a possibility. So what I'm saying is, when you go in the ocean, wear your condoms, kids. Sound advice. Mm-hmm. Number eight, dance sequence, montage sequence, flashbacks. I'm kind of surprised they didn't do like flashbacks to the first movie. This feels like the kind of movie that would have done that to save some some money. They should have. I think that that might have made it a little better. And that's where you see your budget, Travis. Oh, my God. They didn't have to save money. Uh, Ah. Um. I, there wasn't really a montage or dance sequence. I mean, there wasn't a dance sequence, but there wasn't really a montage anywhere either. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, kind you know of what? them out on the sea before the shark attack. True, you're right. the The montage of them having fun boating and you know, but that's stretching it. Because what else? It was there? though. There was that beautiful music playing over, like we're having fun. That's Gonna basically my good time. Yeah. Thinking about that whole section where they're just. They're having fun. They don't know what's coming. And it's like, you know, da, 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 da. there are callbacks to the first movie. Like you said, though, that they saw the Orca ship and whatnot. Um, did anybody see the planter at the, at their house? That looks like the barrel from the first movie, the yellow barrel. I hadn't noticed that before, but I saw it in the trivia and then I went to look. <laughs> Number nine, scary score, spooky soundtrack. Is this the kind of music that'll keep us humming? Uh, no. No. Other than no. the use of the Jaws theme, no. 
Like it's John Williams, but it's kind of not. I mean, but isn't John Williams better than like most people? Like I said, in a vacuum, the music itself is fine. It's just you're always gonna if you're watching this movie and you're you're it's a movie called Jaws Two with sharks in it, and you immediately want to hear all the stuff you heard in the first movie, and it's not here. So, nah, not not great. Like in context, it's not great. By itself, the music's fine because John Williams always writes good scores. Yeah. Number ten. That scared the shit out of me. Jump scares, one last scare, and other creepy shit. Nope. Uh, I mean, the only creepy thing in this is the incompetence of the government people again. The mayor. Mm-hmm. The town. Oh, we're not going to close it down. We need that money. Such uh, uh, also, shitty, shitty people. Also, if you get a picture of a shark eye and you say, seaweed? <laughs> yeah yeah okay. and like i said there was no tension there was no like the first jaws had very sparing in terms of like jump scares but the couple of times they did stuff you know it caught you the the boat uh when they're underwater and the the face in the boat and uh the first time we see the shark and there just none of that here there wasn't really any moment where like you could always you could always see the shark coming, so you never got that surprise shark showing up out of nowhere, or anything like that. I don't know, just now. No, I like there's no there's no jump scares in here for me, and there's no yeah, there's nothing like that. But yeah, maybe just the the thought of accidentally spilling gasoline on myself <laughs> that was scary. Uh huh. I mean, I was more surprised that there wasn't more electrical deaths. Or at least scorches. Right, they all should have died at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, you know what else I'm surprised about? I, I am surprised that that boat didn't explode faster. It actually took like a couple seconds uh, before it exploded. And that's rare in a movie. Usually it explodes either before it touches anything or like immediately as it happens. Um, and so. yet it gets a hero time to get away. Number 11. Someone does stupid shit. Or name your favorite trope. Seaweed? Uh, <laughs> Chekhov's power line. Yep. Uh, oh, can I just say that was funny? Because, oh no, it's a power line. Let me untangle it and uh, get out of here. And then he just drops it. There was no untangling. No, yeah, he's like, let me just untangle it. He's like, let's get out of here before anything happens. And then, like, he just releases it without the guy untangling it. I'm like, you're an idiot. Not that it mattered at all. It was just a means to an end, but still. Yeah, it was a foreshadow. Chekhov's power line. The uh, We already mentioned pouring gasoline on yourself in an attempt to fight off a shark. <laughs> Look, turns the pouring? Out- I can't understand. If you panic, you, you, you know stuff happens but after that you still think it's a good idea to launch the flare <laughs> right. yeah, that's... yeah i'm covered in gasoline what's the worst that could happen by shooting a flare mm-hmm. yeah well we that... saw what the worst that could happen was and that was she catches on fire and then her boat explodes yeah. i mean she would have caught on fire just by pulling the trigger so yeah 
It's just like, don't do that. Oh, you did it. <laughs> I also love Brody holding the power line. Like, oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come chew on this. Like, That's... they wanted, again, they wanted to recreate that moment at the end of the first Jaws where he's on the mast of the ship as the orca as it's, as it's slowly sinking and he shoots the compressed air canister and blows up the shark, which is just the most badass thing ever. Like, and I just, I will forever love smile. You son of a bitch as he yeah. shoots it. And this is him holding a wire and saying, come on, come on, come on. And I'm, I'm just watching again. You're just like, Oh, f- come on. I'm really? impressed. He's actually holding that thing. Just yeah, because of how bad. heavy those are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but y- you know, when things are in the water, they, they weigh less. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> and, and then the shark biting through it and electrocuting itself. Yeah. And nothing else. No one else being harmed by this oh, electricity yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Even though they're all covered in salt water. <laughs> yeah, you know, that does not, you know. You know the way that uh, things are flammable and inex- inexplicably? Well, that's the backwards rule when it comes to electricity. Hey, that rhymed. Ah, yes. Yes. You can quote me you, on that. You bring up a good point. Uh, also, <laughs> I love flammable shark. Do, 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 do. Flammable shark. Do, 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 do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Extra crispy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here's one that I wrote down, but this is yours, Dread. Uh I believe you really loved the underwater scream in the beginning when the scuba oh, yeah. divers. <laughs> As we all know, you can hear people scream underwater. That's easily. <laughs> Just like you can hear them scream in space. Yep. <sighs> I like that one. Um, obviously, <laughs> keeping the beaches open, like we said. Um, I hate. I hated uh, Jackie being the hysterical woman. Uh, just couldn't you just make it one of the guys? Like, really, it had to be her. One thing I, I, you know, in the beginning, they hinted at, and I was scared, not scared, close to being annoyed that they were going to do it. But the whole uh, his wife is in this, and she's obviously working with uh, stupid people. So you kind of feel it coming that she's going to turn on him and be all like, you idiot, even though she was there a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. and all that. But then she didn't really. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think she had like power with them or anything. Yeah, Like the way she was watching and when he was standing on the on the tower thingy watching and all that. And he was like, but then she wasn't like that. So, you know. Yeah. As a half a trope. Character. We'll learn more about her when we watch the fourth one. <laughs> For the love of God. Number 12. Final girl. If the shark is a girl, then sure. There you go. There's your final girl. Um, but no. Yep. Not that kind of movie. It is. No. It is. Uh, I mean, we have Brody being like, you know, the last man standing and whatnot, but then we've got the whole group of kids as well who were not picked off as much as they should have been. And it was not that no, there many were, people dying. There were far too many of them still alive at the end. Yeah. yeah. You heard it, folks. <laughs> far too many people alive. 
This came out pre-Halloween, so uh, I guess they didn't learn how to kill people. <laughs> kill more people. Um, number 13. The Savini scale of gore. It's not the quantity of gore, it's the quality of gore, special effects, and monsters. So how many... Electrical wire bites? Electrical <laughs> chomps? <laughs> Do we like electrical chomps? Three. Three. Yeah, I was going to say three. And three is because they did a lot of it in the water, which is harder to do. But, yeah. Did you give me fingers, Dredd, by the way? The only good effect was the helicopter getting flipped over. Oh, I like the helicopter scene, actually. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give him a four for the helicopter as well. I'm adding that into my score. Well, I'll just follow along with the four then. <laughs> I was not that much overall. Yeah. And it wasn't that great of what there was. <laughs> yeah. No, and again, part of that, you know, to the movie's discredit, but to it's it, they did it's the less is more worked better in the first movie. And here they tried to kind of recreate that. And it just, just didn't work. Like at no point was that shark moving through the water looked like an animal in the water. It just looked <laughs> like something being towed by a cable because <laughs> it just moved in perfectly straight lines. And that'll wrap up the 13. Um, fun fact. Uh, Cause you know how I like my horror uh, connections. You mm-hmm. should make that a thing with like a theme. Uh, Keith Gordon would go on to star in 1983's Christine or yes. Stephen King's. Am I supposed to say Stephen King before I say Christine? Is that the thing that you do? anyway, 1983's Stephen King's. That's too many. S's. No, actually, it's uh, let's see. It's John Carpenter's Stephen King's Christine. <laughs> yes. yes. You know what? I was thinking about that, too. I'm like, ah, what do you do? Yep. It's definitely um, 1983's John Carpenter, Stephen King's Christine. Nicole in the killer car. Yeah. He's he had like a section where I loved him in stuff because he was also the son in Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, and he was in that uh, the Legend of Billy Jean. So he was in these very iconic '80s movies that I watched a lot as a as a as a kid. Um, Keith Gordon, I mean, he was yeah, in something and, else and just sort of not after that, like. He, it felt like, oh, okay, he's in a, you know, he's in an '80s comedy, you know, he's in an '80s horror movie. He'll, he'll go on, and he, look, he's still acting, and he's still, he's got whatever. Uh, he did, he did go in to do some directing and stuff, um, but like, just sort of went stretches without doing movies. I mean, and it's, it's hard, you know, because. It's not always like these uh, the actors fall. Sometimes they just fall out of favor because he has this very specific look and he doesn't look like that anymore. That's true. And, you know, it's kind of like the Jennifer Grey thing where, like, uh, you know, she had a specific look and when she changed, she didn't really look like herself and she felt like she didn't get as many roles. And, you know, that happens and sometimes it's just, you know, Acting is hard. Oh, Acting yeah. is hard. But I, I do like when people move on to be like writers and directors 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like I Which just, is kind of basically what he did. I mean, yeah. he he's been he's got twenty seven acting credits and twenty seven director credits. He went. He did a lot of TV series directing. Like I know it's not necessary to be an actor to direct, but I think you should. Like I just feel like you should know different parts of of the system. And that's my theory, directors out there. Get your acts together. That's also going to wrap up our first official Shark Month movie. Dreadly love sharks. I love sharks, too, actually. Like, shark movies and all that kind of stuff. And I know there are, like... There's some kind of controversial thoughts about Shark Week and everything. um, That they don't really portray sharks as much as they... You know, as, as best as they could. And they're not as educational as they could be. But I still love the idea behind Shark Week and that you should educate yourself on things, um, you know, how sharks are being harmed. And, you know, they with shark finning and people just killing them for no reason and the environment in general making it harder for them to live. Millions of sharks die every year. And there are a lot of people who are just afraid of them. And we watch these movies where they're supposed to be monsters and whatnot. And like, I know it's, it's, a, it's a movie, you know, sure. They're dangerous creatures, but you're in their habitat. So, you know, maybe you should think about that. Um, but I wanted to take this opportunity to uh, just, you know, promote a charity where you can put donations towards, you know, sharks and stuff. So there is sharkangels.org And, if you go there, you can adopt a shark. Uh, there's different levels that you can get. And when you adopt a shark, you get a little stuffy that looks like the type of shark that you've adopted. You get a little certificate and stuff like that. And, um, and on the website, you can also educate yourself on sharks and things like that. So, and I think it's a really good cause. And sharks are, sharks are important to our ecosystem. And they're beautiful, lovely creatures. There. Especially the flying kind. Mm-hmm. By the so way, much. if if I if I end up like dying being eaten by a shark, I want you all to laugh at my funeral, please. Cause like that would just be ironic, right? I mean done and done. Thanks. You know, it's it's all about learning. Like these are movies. You know, it's 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 a movie. The the sharks aren't really coming after you. It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> Unless you bathe but, yourself in blood. Once again, that's sharkangels.org. So check that out and support them. I'll give them another shout out on the next episode of this month. And this is how we're celebrating. So like, if you got a little extra whatever, scratch, as they say, give it to the sharkies. And now we'll play. What the hell was that? It's where we play a clip from our next movie provided by our clip curator, Dreadly. Play the clip, Dreadly. So, don't forget, still Shark Month. So, it's going to be a shark-related movie. It is not going to be Deep Blue Sea. It's not going to be Jaws Tree. That's all you get. Finding your son is the least of my concerns right now. We're getting more 911 calls than dispatcher can handle. Not that I have the deputies respond to them all anyway. Maybe it's time we let people know we saw in that video. What, inside a mass panic? Frank, a car was hot waxed with the entrails of a woman washing it. I'd say the town's already panicked. Can you guess that movie? 
Give it a try on Twitter, and don't forget to tag our show. And if no one guesses it, we'll still post our gift clues. So be sure to follow us at Gore Podcast. First person to guess it correctly gets a shout out in the next episode. We didn't get any emails, but if you'd like to email the show, you can do that at gorepodcast13 at gmail.com. We have a Patreon. So, uh, you can support us there, but, you know, by all means, if for the month of August you would like to support the Sharkies, feel free to do that. We're selfless people. But you can still sign up for Patreon because we have a lot of uh, cool things, like our patron movie nights. Those are fun, right? Right? Mm-hmm. It's not like I yeah. put little toothpicks to force their eyes open and make them watch crappy shit. I might do that. But you can sign up to be a patron. Patreon.com slash gore13. We have a website. Thank you, Bumby. So check us out. Gorepodcast.com. And if you'd like to support us in some non-monetary ways, please leave a five-star review on your podcast app of choice. I mean, you can leave any number of stars, but five is... Five is the best. Like us! (laughs) But until next episode, Travis, where can people find you? Just uh, head to any social media platform of choice, put in TV's Travis, it'll be me, including now Blue Sky, uh, or tvstravis.com. Faye, where can people find you? On Twitter at Chibi Phelan. And Dreadly, tell people how they can travel to the bowels of hell to find you. Well, just head on over to thedreadzone.com and find all my linkages. I am also on Blue Sky, which is not on that website because it's just happened. <laughs> but that's just me at the Dreadlord. Yeah. Find me. Now can people find you, Wicked Kitten? You can follow me on Twitter and Twitch and other social networking places. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope we made it a little harder to fall asleep tonight. Okay. Bom, <laughs> 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 <laughs>